Welcome to the Real, Rated, and Raw Experience. This is Shaw. And I'm Brenda the Bender. Welcome back to Brooklyn Chicks. So today we start talking about, I think we're in a very monumental time in life, and especially today, as we remember some very notable black people who have done great things for us. And we think about, again, Winnie Mandela. And, you know, I saw an article in the Guardian newspaper today that spoke about Winnie Mandela and the fact that people always think of her as only Nelson Mandela's wife. And Winnie Mandela went through many, many more things and did a lot more for the people of South Africa than just being Nelson Mandela's wife. So we could all take a pause, you know, just a little quick second of silence, which I usually take all the time anyway, to say, you know, rest in peace to Winnie Mandela. So, as we look about it, uh, as we think about it, we have an article here from Afua Hirsch, uh, who wrote this article again for The Guardian, as I said before, where she says, peaceful protests did not end apartheid, it took revolutionaries. And it shouldn't be difficult to choose between a system of racial supremacy and a person who helped overthrow it. So, you know, this woman was talking about this article was all about, you know, people didn't give Winnie Mandela the respect that she was due, and if she was a white person, she would have got better respect. Mm. But all of that to say what? Um... I just thought one sentence was just very relevant and I wanted to bring it to the face. says, she survived during more than 35 years of apartheid, surveillance, threats, harassment, arrest, and imprisonment, 491 days in solitary confinement, and eight years in exile. The method of torture used against her included, according to one account, denying her sanitary products so that she was found in detention covered oh in her own menstrual blood. Ugh. You know, her husband was sent away for 26 years, and she lived like that without her husband for 26 years. So in all reality, both of them did They both were in their own prisons. Yeah, in their own prisons. Both in their own prisons. And as we know, even if you saw the movie Sarafina, which was very entertaining, but also... Which was also entertaining, but also spoke to us about the struggle that black people faced in South Africa during apartheid. Mm. Let's think about it. Moving on. We think about Maya Angelou. Today's her birthday, if she was still alive. I'm not gonna lie, we was kind of like S.I.P. Maya Angelou. We try to figure out. Hold up, did she die? I mean, S.I.P. Sleep in peace. Have you not heard it? Come on, Benda. <laughs> Have you heard about this producer? Pete? Thank you. Sorry, I mean, I'm not an acronym <laughs> queen. <laughs> but you know, we just remember Maya Angelou for her amazing poetry, such as we all know, "Still I Rise." We all know about the. Cage bird, the cage bird that's I know why the cage bird sings. Correct, and you know these were great poems that all young girls should you know grow up memorizing just for encouragement as a black woman. So Time Magazine did a very quick article today, um, concerning her because you know again today is her ninetieth. If she would have been alive, she would have been ninety years old today. Um, you know she was best known for being a poet, but she was an author of more than thirty books. She won more than fifty honorary degrees. She's had jobs including cook, waitress, sex worker. Mm, they didn't know that part. Dancer, actor, playwright, editor um, at a newspaper in Egypt. She was a calypso singer. What? A <laughs> cast member in the, in the opera Porgy and Bess. Her she was a Renaissance woman. She was. And her real name was Marguerite Annie Johnson. She was born in 1928. But in the 1950s, she began calling herself. Maya Angelou. Wow. And as you know, Shaw just mentioned, her first book that she ever wrote was I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And in that book, she talked about her mother's boyfriend who raped her. 
um, when she was a child and he went to jail and when he got out, he was beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And Maya Angelou actually stopped speaking after he got out of jail because yes. she felt like her voice was so powerful it could get people killed. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's so ironic that in her adult life, she used that same voice to talk about hatred, about all the things that people were doing that were not good for our race. And then Maya Angelou was the first female African-American car cable car conductor in, in San Francisco. Wow. Bing, bing. Um, I love those cable cars. She was the first African-American female member, one of the first for the Directors Guild of America. Mm. Um, she was the second poet ever tapped to write an inauguration poem, which she wrote for Bill Clinton. Wow. And our man. last fun fact about Maya Angelou is that she won three Grammy Awards for her Best Spoken Words album. Wow. So, S-I-P, like I just learned. Maya Angelou. And this is just a little bit of knowledge we're spitting today. This is our little knowledge segment here. <laughs> Black <laughs> knowledge, of course. Power to the people, man. Power to the people. But now for what's to have. So I don't know if you guys have read this, um, but from what I understand, gonorrhea might not be curable anymore, folks. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, I know some people in the hood, I mean, even in that movie Girls Trip, when the girl came out and she said, oh my God, it's a curable one. Everybody was jumping for joy because it wasn't a sexually transmitted disease that would kill. But gonorrhea might be removed from that list. Uh, a man in the UK has just contracted what they consider the worst ever case of super gonorrhea. He appears to be the first in this instance, and he has they have attempted to treat him with antibiotics, even um something that you know I take for sinusitis called a Z pack, azithromycin. He takes it He's taken these things with no success. Now he's on a, a new um and a new drug, which for now it's okay, and he it, it seems to be suppressing it. But they have to check back with him in April. Apparently, he got it from some lady in Southeast Asia, and they reached out to this person to see if she has it. She didn't have it, so now it's just a question of you know the other the multiple partners he did have and exactly where he got this super gonorrhea from. No, I'm just. Can we take a moment and talk about this right now? Producer Pete told us that lesbians really don't use protection. I I, I don't know, but heterosexual people out there don't and use protection. Gay men, how are you sleeping with people without protection? Yo, when somebody comes out and is like, oh, I got pregnant by mistake. In my mind, what they really just said was, I could have got AIDS by mistake. Hello? I don't know what that's about. Because, you know, people are more concerned with something permanent coming out of a situation. Not even thinking about this. The I mean, come on. AIDS is permanent. You know, HIV is permanent. But they only think about, oh my God, I'm not pregnant. Let me go get that plan B. No, man. You, you can't get over the hip. You can't get over the hip. So, no, I mean... Magic Johnson. Because <laughs> only he got over there. Let's be clear. He was a, he's the only successful man to get over there. But that's a great point because people just do not consider, hey, you know what? This could be a disease that kills me forever. A child, a child maybe 18 years, 26 if they're in college. But let's be honest here. These STDs are out there, and people got to protect themselves, even if it's in South Asia. And what happens if you don't die? You you may not die, but can we be real? Your sex life is O-B-A. Over. Says who? You don't have to tell anybody. 
You know what? It is that's how it that is. That is though. unethical. But that's how it is. He's not going to tell anybody. So he's going to put put a. Well, is he now going to use a condom? Because yeah. then now he's killing people. But listen, let's well, be real. Shake it. Are we using a condom every time you're putting your face in a damn place? I mean, no. We would. But, well, I'm not talking about Pete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, this whole situation is one that I need to delve in further. And I've told you this before, but what I'm just saying, you know, you meet somebody and you have a sex with them for the first time. They talk about, oh, can I get a head? Head? Bro. Oh, my God. Is there? I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, wild and crazy. But now when you walk around with that bump on your lip, talk about it. I tell you. What's next, Ugh. sure? So the next day, I don't know if you guys seen this. Um, there was this young lady. Her name was Cassandra Dampa, black woman, unfortunately. Her and two guys was in a car, joking around, like, I guess, coming for somebody on Facebook Live, saying, yeah, yeah, talking mad junk, back and forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, not back and forth, because no one's responding, but they were talking junk, and they had a gun resting right between the, the armrests. And this girl proceeds to pick up a gun, cock it at the, um, at the Facebook Live screen, and then turns it around and speaking to the gentleman next to her, who his name, I think, is Delvin Holmes. And he goes, yo, chill. You know, he got kind of shook. Like, yo, what are you pointing a gun at me for? And she was like, yeah, say something. Bop. Yo, that gunshot was like, it was so quiet in the video. And all you saw was his head kind of turned to the side. At first, I didn't even realize he was dying there. Like, he was bleeding. His head kneeled. And then all you saw was the blood dripping slowly. And both of them bolted. The guy, the other guy, because there were two gentlemen in the car and the, and the female. The other guy ran out as soon as he saw that. And the girl, you eventually heard her slam her car door. So she left as well. And so just to know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I saw this video, I was like, yo, this guy's dead. Because this was in his head. Well, I by mean, the by the grace of God, he is fighting for his life. Um, I believe they, are, they basically arrested her today. And they, they're going to charge her. Um, she was tampering with evidence. She tried to wipe off the gun. But they still got the gun residue on her fingers. So she is being charged. But my thing is... <laughs> my thing is, really? But you did this on Facebook Live, sis. Like, really? I just don't get it. Why is anybody on Facebook Live? It has not helped us as a people. Committing crimes at it. I just don't get it. I mean, this guy Castillo was on Facebook Live. The cops still got free. This woman on Facebook Live. I mean, we talked about this the other day with this social media overbearingness that mm. we have as a people. That you can't go anywhere without snapping, without Facebook living, showing everybody what you're doing every minute of the day. Come on, man. You're not a celebrity. And this guy but has a five-year-old daughter. Sad. 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 And, you know, the mother is here torn up about her poor son in the hospital bed. But, I mean, shot close range with a gun. This right guy's going to live, I believe, man. We'll keep you updated on that one. Um, our next topic. So, oh my gosh, people, my people. So we spoke about Stephon Clark passing away. You know, due to, um, I guess police ineptness. I don't know what to call it. Um, but the cops shot him twenty times. This is in Sacramento, California. There's cops. Shot ten gun, ten bullets each. Yeah, twenty times. But he got shot twenty times. That's the bottom no, line. He got shot. Yes. I get back to Ten you. Times, <laughs> exactly. 20. 20. <laughs> I got the math, sis. What I'm saying is the gunshot, he did not get hit by Oh, got it. Thanks. Got it. Correct. Thanks, sis. Correct, Benda. All right. Woo. Yikes. Anyways, so the, the bottom line is that, so of course, that's sad enough. Another black man down by police. 
But what's even... Okay, before we go there, can we just, just clip into that story you told me about with this woman who says she doesn't feel bad that he died because... Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, we're going to talk yeah. about that. That's okay. all in the foolishness. So let's start first with the brother. His brother, <laughs> Stefante. Stefante Clark. Listen, Stephon, if you have not... Let's get it right. Stefan's brother, his name is Stefante. <laughs> <laughs> we all, all of us are on the same page. Gotta go up the blocks. and Stefante. Correct. Followed by the sister Stephanie. No, just <laughs> we don't know if you have a sister. Stop playing around. <laughs> but I tell you, this guy is out here milking this. Milking it. Oh, you love me. I mean, <laughs> if you have not seen the video, please. It's going to be on the cast. Please We're going to post it on the, the cast. Check the gram. We, but I mean, please check out the video. He has numerous videos where he's in like a, a hall meeting or something that they're having about this case. He jumps up on the podium or whatever it is, starts screaming, I am, I am, to people to amp him to say Stephon Clark. Then he's dancing. So he goes from saying, I am Stephon Clark, to start dancing. And also another video where he starts crying on Al Sharpton's shoulders. Now listen. Was he really crying? Come on now. But I know he had Al in a thick chokehold. I will say that. The sad part about this is, and listen, let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody say about Al Sharpton. Because guess what? If you're not doing anything better than Al, keep your lips sh- shut. That's it. Because he's doing something. Whether or not you could criticize what he's doing, he's trying to do something. And he flew all the way to... Uh, Sacramento, California, probably with his, his his miles, his air miles. But he went there, okay? And he, he went to... Exactly. He went there, and you know, he's there sympathizing with the family, speaking on behalf of him, saying this is enough is enough. And this guy is jumping around, um, talking about I am not a celebrity, but then he's saying, do you love me? I, I, I don't know which one. And to make it worse, he's walking around with like a scarf on his head in every clip you see him in. We've been deciding, is it a Burberry, a Burberry? I think it's a Burberry, I, I, let's be I honest. And then, can we talk about the, audit, the, the CNN? interview you did on CNN? Oh, my the God. How, is, how are you and your family doing? Ding! Don Lemon is like, um, I'm sorry, and what does, what does that mean? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yo. you know what? I got to try this. I got to try that, though. That's hilarious. I mean, people, as us as a people... I don't want you to ever think that we're taking light in terms of what happened to Stefan Clark. But I think that at a moment, Stefante has to realize that some of his antics is going to minimize what happened to his brother. Mm-hmm. Can we just take a moment and realize that? All of these antics, because now the other people are looking at us like, yo, these people are not even serious. And I'm just trying to think, is, is the media, you know, are, are they really showing this just to depict you know, this this is the kind of black people that's in Sacramento. You know, it's always, to me, it's just shining a light on, yeah, you see? Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Myself as a black person, I'm like, yo, maybe they got the wrong brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sad yes. to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But if he doesn't have a mental issue, if he doesn't have a, a you know, a mental issue at this point or diagnosed with some kind of uh, mental um, Stand down, Stamante. Stand and someone needs to tell him. Down. I think Al Sharpton or these people that are, um, you know, the NAACP, I think someone was speaking from there. They need to have a serious conversation with this young black man and say, listen, you go to a funeral, you wear a suit. Not a white tee. Not a white tee and a bandana. You just don't do that. Also, this is not a bandana. This is oh, a scarf. This is a, a scarf. Full winter scarf. And it, it, just, it just doesn't look good for the cause. It doesn't. And it's sad. I mean,. Maybe he'll get some money from Civil Court, whatever it is. But this is just very sad. Very sad. But on to some other sad news. 
wrote numerous tweets saying that he would only date white women or Asian women. And his baby mother that he had his two kids with is an Asian woman as you see the pictures. But she did show pictures of him um, posting things like, I would never date a black woman and those kind of things. I mean... I don't know what you think, Brenda, but... But what does this have to do with the fact that this man was killed Mm. by the police wrongly? So now she's also trying to defame this man in death Mm -hmm. while this... His brother's doing one hell of a job of it, and now she's (laughs) picking up the balance. Who cares who this man dated? And because of that, she's not going to rock with him, or she's not going to represent him. Listen, this is to honor the dead, and we all have to think about when we say black lives do matter. Or don't they? As long as you keep on your body, body cap. <laughs> I mean, I must say, um, I mean, this girl's probably just upset after she saw that. I mean, of course, you always want to, you know, highlight the injustice in these cases. But I mean, with this situation, um, I don't think now is the time to bring that up. Even though I'm kind of giving him the side eye in his grave, I'm kind of giving him the side eye. But so we're going to talk about this today. Interracial. <laughs> this person, we should not save this one later because this is a great. Segway, but yes. we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it right after we talk about F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, who is also involved in interracial dating. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, Emily B., where is she from? Sadly, Dominican. What? what? <laughs> Check me, producer B. Is he all Dominican? No, no, no. Is she Spanish and black, too? No, no, no. She just Spanish. What black she got in her? She's Spanish and black. First of all, if Fab got black in him, he black. That's the bottom line. Don't give me that Dominican crap. Okay? Let's not go there. All right. So fabulous. <laughs> I hope all of you guys saw this video where Fab is giving, like, Emily B's father the gut bigger. Like, yo, I got a bullet with your name on it. <laughs> I mean, what's, I mean, what's sad about this, which is in all seriousness, is that they're saying, allegedly, that Fab had knocked out Emily B's two front teeth. Um, this, I guess this stemmed from a problem that he had. I think he went to L.A. to do some performance. I guess he's on tour. I mean, I don't know who's seen the tour. What? Producer <laughs> Pete, he's on tour with Jada Kiss. They have an album out. That's what really? it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what song? Freddie yeah. versus a whole album. Freddie versus Jason. How wow. successful is this? Extremely. As, can I get a, Can I get a clip of one song? Just I don't clip. know any songs. But that's Somebody's not. buying it. Because if I told you, give me a Cardi B clip. You can't with me if you want to. That's somebody bad. That's that ratchet stuff. But anyways, um, you know, we have, um, according to Bossup, they're saying that Emily B. said her son's father committed, he committed domestic violence against her, punching her head seven times, causing severe damage to her two front teeth. That's what they said they saw in the report. Um, we, I don't think anybody has heard anything to, um, from Emily B to corroborate that story. Um, but She's everybody, very silent. Yeah, she which she pri- should be. She private her Instagram page. Oh, I think they just said she had she posted something. Instagram. He hasn't posted at all. Correct. And now the story has flipped. They're saying that she was abusing him and he finally fought back. I, I was, they said today uh, that he's probably facing charges up to three to five years in state prison. Correct, as of today. You know, the thing is, who knows this was going on um, prior to, but the thing about it is no one believes that. It's, it's, it's sad because I'm having, having conversations with other people. They're like, come on, fabulous, fabulous. I mean, I don't know. But everyone talks about how, you know, I think even DJ Envy or one of these radio personalities was like, no, not fab. But the underlying part is that no one knows 
you know, what happens between closed doors with Emily and Fab. No one knows. And, you know, it's sad because their kids are out here. Of course, it's a family. So it's affecting everybody in their families, affecting their children. And to know that this is coming out, this is very sad. And I tell you, the video of him telling the father he got a bullet with his name on it. And even as he was arguing with Emily, she came closer. He kind of flexed on her. She kind of, you know, scurried away like she was scared. It, it, it does not, um, it doesn't look positive in this case that, this is not an abusive relationship. Maybe not physically, but definitely it looks like verbally. I, I don't know. Um, again, I wish them all the best. Did someone recap one of Fabulous's old songs? Didn't I say F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S? I, I Fabulous has put out music consecutively. He's more of a mixtape kind of guy. Yeah, oh. he's more that. He ain't like no Jay-Z or nothing. Oh. Damn, give him that a little cred. Oh. Oh. He's been out for a couple of years. You know, I mean, I know who he is. <laughs> I know that. Bender's trying to shade Fab. I'm not trying to shade him. I mean, really, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm not always up on what's up. OBB. I didn't know what that was. Whatever. <laughs> Let's keep moving. So now to our topic of the day. So today, as we just spoke about when we talked about Stefan Clark and Brenda's giving him the side eye and we talk about Fabulous, our topic of the day is interracial dating and how it affects us or why it bothers us. And, you know, even Shaw and I were talking, it seems like it affects black women more than it affects black men. Um, so I... Hmm. Down with the swirl. Down with the swirl. Yeah. I have to tell you. My husband used to love to see an interracial couple. He says it brings unity and a lack of racism when you see people coming together. Oh, please, 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 please. So anyway, when we think of interracial dating, why is it that we always first think about black versus white? That's our first thought. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. People have been interracial dating all across the board. Of course. White people with Asians, white people with blacks, white people with Spanish. <laughs> so interracial dating has been around for a very very long time but I think we all need to be clear that there are many different varieties that you can get at the ice cream parlor not just um, the black and white the brown and white swirl. listen anybody that's not black is white to me I'm sorry Asians whites Russian like if you break it down oh well I'm not I'm, I'm from Spain Many of those people from Spain do not... Cons- if, they ch- if you give them the census block and they have to check which one they identify with, they usually say white. You even have some Puerto Ricans that's out here in the streets claiming white. But well, they can't. Okay? It is, what do you they mean? They need to claim Hispanic white. That's like telling a transgender they can't, they can't identify themselves as female. Listen, it's all, it's all loose in this world here. It's Nothing is set straight. I don't agree that it's all or nothing. But regardless... Anyways... Guess what? If you tell somebody and you look light-skinned and let's say you're mixed and you say, hey, I'm white and black, that person will say, hey, you're black. I agree with that. Okay? No doubt. No and doubt. that's what... No doubt. Okay, so they, they don't... They, your white is absolutely gone. It's, it doesn't exist once you, you're biracial. You're black. So let's be clear on that. So we think about interracial re- relationships and men and women dating outside their 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 race. So I have to tell you, in my experience, whenever I see a black man with a white woman, if I'm in a restaurant and a black man and a white woman working together, the first thing he does or she does is look around, mm-hmm. almost watching every other black woman in the place like, yes, he's here with me. I went to the grill. This woman walked in. I experienced, I was like, yo, why is this chick stalking me? And this was a or she white, be a white woman uh-huh. with a black man. Like, look at your dude. Mm-hmm. Stop scanning the room to see if we're looking at you. Mm. Well, maybe she felt out of place. 
which is very hard to be because to me always you know a white person walks in a room with a bunch of blacks they seem to they seem to be like oh like they fit in like they was all the time but a black person walks into a predominantly white place it's always like everybody turns around and looks or they're looking you know the the scared shook face you know oh my god black don't hurt me that's how they look at you but anyways you know i must say um when i see this like even the other day when i was on my way to work i was you know i saw this this this, this black guy he had a nice car Bender said it was a Maserati. It was not a Maserati, but that's not her forte anyway. I know nothing about cars. But it was a nice car. Honestly, this is my first time I couldn't figure out what car it was because he she removed knows it. every car. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's a nice black girl in the car. And I saw there was a female in the car so sitting I'm next driving. to him. She's like, slow down at the light. I want to see who he's driving with. First it was speed up to catch him. <laughs> slow down so I can see if there's a white woman in the car with him. And as he proceeded to make the right and we were going straight, I kind of turned around. I looked and I saw a black female. And I was like, right. In my mind, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love black love. I'm sorry, folks. I'm guilty of it. But at times, people find love somewhere else. Of course, which I agree with. I don't want to say it shouldn't be no interracial dating, but what I am saying, it's an issue when... Guess what? You was, you know, working at the post office and you was all into black girls at that time. All of a sudden now, you got a basketball deal. Now it's like, later for the black girls, they're too angry. They're too ratchet. I want me a nice white girl or a Spanish girl. That's what a lot of them do. They do it in the NBA. Come on, look at Kobe Bryant. He went, he was with, what? who's he with? Vanessa, this is Spanish girl, cheating on her with a white woman. How dare you? How dare you? That's Someone weird. feels very strongly I, about I didn't this. feel bad for Kobe. Kobe got what he wanted. He got what he deserved. I think that people have the opportunity. You know, this is me just being playing devil's advocate. You know, to be what it is. But if the concept of you dating somebody else of your race is only to get status mm-hmm. or to get a step up, now I'm opposed to it. Because you shouldn't date anybody in order to get a step up. Correct. But, um... You know, some people say that people do it for sex. You know, a lot of white people walking around thinking that every black man is a man dingo. White girls, mm-hmm. that is not true. I can tell it. Can, can, can I talk about it? Okay. <laughs> not every black man is safari. So if that's what you're looking for, go find crybaby safari and come back and realize that maybe there are some black white men out there. Home to the gods. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I never mean, heard that. Seeing that thing looking so pinky. Well, oh. how do you know it look pink? Maybe it's a little beige, light, bright, light brown. Light, light bright. Like a light bright. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Who knows? But I mean, just to give you some statistics, you know, according to the New York Times, it said in 2013, 12 percent of all new marriages were interracial, and this is according to the Pew Research Center. And according to a 2015 report, it said 30% of Americans agreed that having more people marrying different races was a good thing for society. Okay. And then it said up from 24% only four years earlier, 9% thought it was a bad thing. So, you know, as you can see the statistics, people are still, you know, undecided about um, biracial dating, interracial dating, sorry. So, you know, back to my earlier point, my husband and I used to say used to think that it makes better, but interracial dating does not fix racism. Because hmm. I have to tell you, the moment we embed, he kind of turns over and says something out the box, it's going to be good. I mean, there's just some things that you're going to expect from a person when you're dating someone of your race, and some things that are totally off limits. Correct. And you have to ask yourself, are you going to live a life? We read a book about this. What was that book called where the girl was... Chimanga. Oh, Chimanga, the, the African yeah. author. Very so, good. definitely, we think about that. And she was dating that white guy, and she was like, very yes. hands off, like, don't put your hands in my hair. Correct, correct. But she went natural. He, she thought he was making her a token 
to bring to talk her around. About, correct. Even I was watching Like, see my black show. girl. See, right. And she was very mm. uncomfortable. And I was thinking, does that go back to slavery? Like, when the, you know, the white guy used to have his slave, the, the I guess, the, the house Negro that he used to have, he used to be sleeping with her. It's almost like, this is my prize here, you know? So, I, I don't know. Again, you know, I'm not opposed to it, only when we're talking about class. And I don't know, is this a big deal with uh, black men? Like, Because I usually see black women outraged by it. But I never get to hear a black man, you know, in enraged about black women going to white guys. Because I don't think black men don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Because they say, man, whatever it is, it opens up, I'm in. So, uh... Well, you know, I, I, this is let it be known. I appreciate a black brother that loves my head tie at night, my naps on my head, and my thick thighs and booty. So, I, I admire those men. And don't try to make me conform. Just like yours. Naturally, we know one. That booty is too yeah, real. That's the one in a million, though. You're like, how'd she get that? Without <laughs> any work. <laughs> but regardless, you know, just, just to remind ourselves... People that date out their race, you're not doing it because you hate your race. You're just doing it because you want to try something. Just try what you want. And it doesn't deject or you're not turning down yourself because you're dating outside your race. You're still going to be black. Newsflash. Correct. Just remember that. (laughs) Just remember that. All of us realize there's always something new to learn in this life. And if somebody's willing to date outside their race, let's date outside your race. Let's do something that makes you happy. Can we work on that? Can we work on happiness? Correct. Whoever's going to make you happy, spend the time with them. And that's the bottom line. Because you could be in a relationship with somebody your own race and they are not making you feel very happy. Mm. And we talked about this. Should I stay or should I go? Thanks. <laughs> so our last segment, what not. And let me tell you, ugh, over the weekend, and I've been seeing this trending for a long time. And I'm like, is it me? But I see these two girls walking down the Ave. Both of them had on hair bonnets, the silk bonnets. <laughs> and this was decorated. I think one had leopard print and one had zebra print. And I've been seeing people do this. I mean, usually just a black one, but now they got styles to it. I'm not knocking anybody wear a bonnet because Lord knows my naps need a bonnet at night. But why are we wearing this in the street, people? Why? Since when this became the new thing to do, to walk around with a silk hair bonnet on your head. And if all those don't know what I'm talking about, a silk hair bonnet, we will have it posted on the gram. I mean, listen, if people want to live, let them live. No. That's the bottom line with what we deal with now on these streets. People want to walk around. That's how they want to walk around. They do it. But let's go back. This is not only about the bonnet. People do this with the scarf. And why, but why is it only our people? You could have a scarf on. People are rocking those nice, colorful scarves. No, they wrap no. it in a turban. I ain't talking You're about You're talking about a bandana then, no, correct? I'm not talking about a silk scarf. scarf that people Un- walk down the street. And that is unacceptable as well. And I why is it only agree. us as black people that do this kind of nonsense? Why? Why is it? I don't see Becky walking around with a scarf on her head. Is that good hair? That oh, so what? Well, oh, wait, hold on. Pause. So black people don't have good hair? Don't even get me on thing. that. That's what I mean. It's, it's going to slide off. off. You can't put satin on top oh. of that. What do you mean? Slinky. A white person could put a bonnet on their head. They ain't doing it. Why are we doing this? That's also because we're all trying to preserve our hairstyles. That's why they're doing that. I'm not, no, listen, I'm not agreeing that this I, is appropriate. I totally but they're trying to appro- they're trying to preserve their hairstyle. If it's you have a lace front night. wig, if you got a lace front weave, what are you preserving, bro? What are you preserving? Because you got to get the a good curl at. What are you preserving? The glue? Producer Beats said the glue. You got a curl Listen, I preserve my hairstyle. So if I know I'm going outside, I take up my bonnet, I kind of fluff out my hair. Come back inside, put back on the bonnet. But you gotta remember, white people, they wash their hair every day. 
preach and that means black people don't every day so they one day they got it straight next day it's curly next day they just go around <laughs> don't wash it put it in the bun like they, oh, don't they care. do the wrap up yeah. but again I'm not condoning then this. I appreciate Our a turban what not for today is ladies stop walking in the street with bonnets hood boogers hood boogers and fellas don't holler at a chick if she's doing it cause then they think it's okay ugh well, unfortunately, today, that's out of time. Oh, no, you have one, one more thing? thing. Oh, no, sorry. And I meant to say this, but I forgot. So today marks the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination. I know we're ending assassination. I'm sorry. I'm like slurred. We're ending <laughs> on a bad note today. But, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to Martin Luther King and for all that you did for us as a people. Shout out, MLK. And just think about our great president today who tweeted about MLK. Yes, he did. He tweeted, oh, today we honor Martin Luther King on the 50th anniversary of his assassination. And he wrote, he did a a proclamation today for Martin Luther King's assassination. And I'm going to just read you a couple lines that I thought were very uh, interesting. 50 years ago today, on April 4th, 1968, P.S. Trump, we know you didn't write this. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was tragically assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. We must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, lest we perish together as fools. Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby, do hereby proclaim April 4th, 2018, to be a day to honor Dr. King's legacy. I urge all Americans to do their part to make Dr. King's dream of peace, unity, and justice a reality. As long as not about a cop wearing a body can that's about to kill somebody, trumpet. As long as nobody comes over that wall that he's about to allegedly build. But, you know, I I appreciate that, Trump. I guess Trump had to say this. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like he's rooting for to win black people or something. But the thing about it is, you know, you speak about this, but then your actions tell differently. You're still separating people's homes with ISIS to send them back home. So if people to live together as brothers and sisters, you know, I have a nephew who, you know, he was terrified because his, his friend, who was a Spanish descent, his father, his mother and father were in jeopardy of being deported. And when you talk about togetherness or unity, that's not togetherness and unity. So I appreciate this. But we know what it is. He didn't write it. But he, it was the right thing to do. Correct. Yeah, to act like you care. I mean, come on, we know we're all acting about caring. But we just remember Martin Luther King and as our last thing today. I had a dream. And unfortunately, Martin, we're still far from the dream happening, but we're going to continue to work towards it. Keep up the good fight, man. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Later.